Sorry, give me one tick. <laughs> nah, all good, thank you. Ash asked me if I wanted coffee, so. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Modern Visual Podcast. Joe Stevens here with the boss man himself, Luke Truin. Coming to you today from the reception, something a little different, just trying to mix up locations so it's not too, uh, a little bit more variety, right? But uh, Luke, how are we doing? Yeah, not too bad, Joe. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Just trying to keep things moving in these crazy times. But uh, today we're going to talk about um, blogs, Luke, something that if you have a business, if you have a website, which I'm assuming just about everybody watching this does, otherwise you wouldn't be watching it. Um, you would have played around with blog content, you would have written some here or there, um, but Luke's going to break it down for us today and really just go in depth of, of, of why there's such an asset to your business and how that affects, you know, different aspects with your ranking on Google and all sorts like that. So uh, keep it a little bit less official, but uh, let's talk about blogs, Luke. Yeah, well, I mean, blogs is one of those interesting topics, isn't it, Joe? It's, it's something that a lot of people tick the box on and go, yep, I've got a blog, yeah. and then they wonder why nothing happens. Well, if you bring it back to essentially it's so 2008, if you think about blogs when it was, you know, it, it has progressed a long way since then, but I still think in a lot of people's minds, they think blogs, oh, that's what you did back in the 2000s when you, when you had a blog spot page, right? Yeah, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I had a little personal blog running back in the day. and oh, I did too, man. I read it now actually on the web archive and it's quite scary. Some of the, the things I was blogging about as a 15-year-old. <laughs> don't doubt it, but um, yeah, it's, it's obviously progressed a long way since then. And I guess you can start off wherever you want, but you know, as far as an asset to anybody's business and, and their ability to be have visibility organically, ability and visibility that was cool. <laughs> to have visibility organically on online, uh, blogs are a great asset for your website and and for Google. Definitely, and there's a number of ways you can promote your blogs as well. You don't have to promote your blogs through Google alone. You can promote them through social media. Mm-hmm. It could be LinkedIn, Facebook. Even Instagram, a little bit challenging on Instagram. You can't put a link in a post. Uh, but yeah, I think... Swipe it up if you need to. You could if, that point. if you're popular like Joe and you have a certain amount of followers, I let you have a learn more swipe up on an Instagram story. That's it. Some of us aren't that blessed just yet. We're not that popular. <laughs> yeah, so um, blogs are one of those things. So they're a really great tool only if you use them properly. So just writing blogs in general isn't going to really get you where you want to be. So the key, I guess, elements of having a great blog set up is A, planning ahead and actually putting a strategy in place for your blog. So not just posting because you have to or because you want to or someone's told you to. Actually work out what are the topics that people would actually want to read, genuinely read. Don't just think about blogs as being things that people would relate directly to your business and what you do. You've got to think above that because you want to get people into your business and into your website and into your ecosystem at the awareness stage. So really good example, Joe, would be if someone is, and I, I roll with this example all the time. So those that are listening that know me, you've probably heard this example. If you're doing roof restorations, right? We all know what a roof restoration is. It's where they get up on your roof and they spray the roof and give it new life if it's an older house mm-hmm. or older roof. They might have a blog article written called 10 Ways to Increase the Value of Your Home When Selling. So it's nothing to do yet with restoring a roof. This blog can then obviously be broadcast on social media and stuff like that. But the key way that you want that blog to rank would be on Google. And what that means is when people are searching on Google for topics like you know, improving the value of my home when selling, someone genuinely might be wanting to sell their home and they want to get the most out of the sale. That's where your article is going to come up as that roof restoration company 
around increasing the value of your home when selling. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I just bought a new house a few months ago and one of the key features that they sold us on was that it just had a restored roof. There so you go. That's perfect. As it's a real I, example. I can relate to that. It's yep. real. And, perfect. And, um, you know, you beat me to it. I was going to start talking, uh, you know, about the sales funnel and, and how to integrate that into your blogs. But essentially, yeah, what you're getting at is that it's, it's not just the case of going right to blogging about people that are aware of your company, aware of your services and, and ready to buy. You know, you can use this as an asset to, to get people in. You know, they're trying to solve problems that really they don't even know they have yet. They're Correct. just punching that into Google. As we all know, what does everybody do now? It doesn't matter if you're ordering food, you're trying to find a mechanic, you know, local mechanic, wherever, uh, Indian food, wherever. Yep. You know, um, obviously Google Places and businesses, it does help with that. But there's plenty of other ways, and blogs is one of those that you can use to to become a fixture on fixing those problems for people. Yeah, and, and I always say to people, Joe, as well, like you're missing out on 80% of your leads because you're focusing so heavily on people that are ready to buy now or they're interested in your products and services. There's a whole raft of people out there that don't know that you're the answer yet, and mm. the question is how do you get them into your ecosystem or your business as soon as possible in that, that research phase? Blogs is the answer. Mm. And basically, I guess leading on from where I sort of was talking before, um, the key thing you want to be doing is obviously once they've read that blog, so let's look at that roof restoration example. If people are reading your blog and they've very much found what they love, it makes sense. They might be wanting to restore their roof after, I guess, reading the blog. They might not. You know, so one of the things in that 10 ways to improve the value of your home might be a roof restoration. There's also other things. It could be updating your garden. It could be putting on a new front door. It could be cleaning, you know, cleaning the floors or anything like that. They're all the tips that your company as a roof restoration company would have in that blog. Um, and people genuinely enjoyed it. At the bottom of the blog, now this is the key thing that a lot of people are missing, is actually giving people something to do or take an action at the bottom of your blog. Just having a, the default share on Facebook links, no one does that. <laughs> no one cares. So what we would recommend is on the bottom of your blog, you actually have what we call an opt-in. And an opt-in is where people can download a piece of content that relates to the blog that is something that you didn't actually give away in the blog. So let's say it's a, a, a blog titled 10 Ways to Increase the Value of Your Home When Selling. At the bottom of the blog, you might have a little PDF download. They enter their email address. And a lot of people go, oh, I don't do that myself. You'd believe, believe me, a lot of people do. People do. Uh, this is how this whole uh, you know, lead generation works. If they're genuinely works. interested in the content that you've put out, yep. they will opt in to find out more. That's right. And you're always going to have people that bounce off and aren't interested, but there's going to be a lot of people that are genuinely interested. Um, so what do we do? We want to basically give away a PDF download and that's something that people would actually enter their email for. It gets sent to their inbox. They then are able to watch that, or sorry, they're able to read that article in their inbox, and it's all the things that you didn't give away in the blog. So you might have, again, the 10 top ways to increase the value of your home when selling. The download says the comprehensive guide on selling your home. All the things we didn't mention in our blog, mm -hmm. download now. So it's more, the blog's a tease, it gets them in, and then they want to really learn more. So they enter an email address. And an email address only is such a low risk for people. A lot of people will do it yeah. because they want that reward. At that initial stage of the funnel, you're not asking for, to clarify, you're not asking for a name, an address, a phone number. You're just asking for a basic yep. piece of, uh, it's an exchange, right? And yep. you're just asking for something minimal, which some people even have burner email addresses they just use for stuff like this. I know yep. I do. Yep. Um, 
but they're still going to get the content either way. That's right, 100%. And again, you're going to get people to drop off, but most people are going to get that um, that article. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and this is where what kicks in is called marketing automation. And look, to be honest, you don't have to go as complex as this. As long as you're getting someone's details off your blog, that's the key. But what we recommend is you put someone into what we call a drip campaign. And what that means is once they've entered their email on that blog that doesn't relate to what you do, so again, Roof Restoration Company, 10 ways to increase the value of your home when selling. They download the comprehensive guide. They don't know about roof restorations yet. Well, they, yeah. That might be one of the topics, but they, they're not. that's not something they've decided they're going to buy yet. But essentially, they're, they're in the market for your service because they're looking at selling their home. They're looking that's right. at, you know, they wouldn't have downloaded the content if they weren't. Yep. And consequently, you know, whether your service is on their radar or not, yep. eventually it's going to be. 100%. That's right. And what happens with these drip campaigns is after they've downloaded the piece of content, they then get put into a sequence and that's where they'll get dripped content over the course of a few days. They'll get sent uh, a follow-up email after that first initial PDF in, in their inbox. They'll get another piece of content that basically says, um, have you considered a roof restoration um, as part of selling your home? So mm. we've gone from the awareness stage right down to the consideration stage next. So that's where basically, again, the awareness stage, they don't know that you're the solution yet consideration stage is where they're like hmm maybe a roof restoration is something i should do yeah and then they go hold up then you're front of the line as far as your brand name is already in their system yep to think and well i need to engage these guys and get a quote whatever it is that's right so at this consideration stage they're getting sent a second piece of content but it's automated mm. so they've already been put into your system because you entered your email on the blog they're then getting sent the first piece of content. They're then getting sent automatically now a second piece of content in their email inbox. And what they have to do is actually enter more information to unlock that second piece of content. So again, the first piece of content is nothing to do with what you do. That, that might be one of the items. Then the second piece of content is specific to what you do. And it's getting them to consider that as their choice for increasing the value of their home when selling. So this is where now they enter their, that I guess more detail. So you might already have their email. You're now going to ask for a first and last name. So you're chipping away. You're not asking for everything in one hit. It's um, like asking someone out on a date. Sometimes correct. you've got to work at it. You can't just hit them. That's with right. A, let's go to dinner. That's, or let's go. Let's get married. Well, yeah. Okay. That's probably. That, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't work off the bat. So um, <laughs> basically, what we want to do is get that person now to enter more information and get another really helpful guide on what you actually do. So they're now considering what you do. Mm. A lot of people, again, will drop off at this stage, but you're also going to get people that will obviously download that second piece of content yep. and they're now going to, hmm, that was actually really helpful. So, Well, I think it's important to note that not everyone's going to follow the journey all the way through. Some will drop off, but it's not about quantity at that point. It's quality. And if they've gone through qualifying through all these stages, you know, when you talk about what comes next with basically converting them into a client, whether it's, you know, you can go into further details, but it's not about having everyone that opted in at the top. It's it's more about you've quantified them as a, as a red hot lead and ready to go, right? Correct, yeah. So, I mean, jumping forward at the end of the process, you really have a, a lead on a silver platter that already knows you're an expert. Mm -hmm. They've been, you know, um, lead scored. So like, you know, they're a quality lead because they've gone through the, qual the quality content that you've produced. Um, so at the end of it, that it's a no brainer for them. They're at the bottom of the funnel. They've um, made a choice. They're ready to do what you do. And um, they just want to talk to someone about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, continuing on. So after they've downloaded the second piece of content around what you actually do, this is where I guess, you know, if that makes sense to them, they'll get sent another piece of content 
and hopefully they'll then want to open that uh, that third piece of content which could be a case study on what your business actually does and how you've helped other people um, it could be you know information on your specific products and services um, around the ins and outs of what you do um, and at this stage you're also saying to them look book a meeting or phone us now you know we'll we'll uh, we'll call you back whatever whatever's a really warm hey you know you're asking for the deal you're asking for that um, that closure on the deal and so basically what's happened someone's gone from not even knowing that you were the solution to considering you as being the solution to now they're like yep I'm ready to commit yep. I want to speak to someone and I want to go forward because you've convinced me that your solution is definitely part of what I want to do and we call this inbound marketing because what it is it's a helpful way to engage someone with your business you're not you're not forcing yourself on them or you're not selling them the idea straight away. They're on their own terms through your automated process engaging with your business and being helped along that entire research phase. And I think for people listening, a lot of people might be uh, thinking, I've never opted into something like this. I've never been on this journey. But don't be so sure because it's actually really subtle and, and uh, you know, whether – whether you've been, you know, I often use this example, like personal trainers, there's online fitness programs or, or there's online nutritional programs. A lot of people at one point or another have, have given an email address in exchange for a, a downloadable diet guide or whatever it is. Yep. Whether you were aware of it or not, from that point, you were getting remarketed to. It yep. was automated and you were in that, in that workflow, right? So don't be so sure that you haven't been a part of this for a company or a brand at some point it's just it's it's not as uh it's quite subtle even though it sounds quite robust here and involved it's all automated and it's spaced out over time so it's not like uh you're getting bombarded with content on the daily basis yeah i mean i've generalized on how this works like there's obviously a lot of offshoots and different ways you would gear this to suit the actual type of industry you're in the customer service the value of your product um you know there's a lot of different ways to do this i've basically talked about this the, the default way and the way you would do it to get started and then you would tweak that funnel from there but I guess getting back to blogs um, that's how you would get leads from your blog which is obviously the whole point of doing blogs really like obviously we want to be genuine help people but as a business you want to make money and the way you do that is through putting those funnels in place just as a bit of a you know how do you do that there's a number of different tools out there and if you type into google um, you know sales funnels or marketing funnels um, I'm sure there's a number of companies that will come up you could have um, click funnels come up um, you could have um, active campaigns Zoho HubSpot um, there's plenty of companies out there that offer this solution um, but if you're not sure obviously let us know yep. um, we're here to help well and I think that was going to be one question I was going to bring up I'll bring up another what if the business owner uh, whatever field he's in he's like look I'm not a creative type I don't really know how to write that well you know they don't wouldn't even know what a copywriter is at that point let's talk about that a little bit as far as you know, just because you put a blog out or you do these, uh, you know, you do this, uh, you know, the sales funnel system, you do your workflows, you automate everything. The content still has to be engaging. And I think yeah. that's one thing that's probably overlooked is, oh, I put blogs out. I've done this. I've done that. Whether, you know, whether it's socials, uh, you know, just your Instagram content yep. without the engagement the next step of the journey is, is not going to get there. So maybe talk about their options with the, if it's engaging on visual, if it, whatever it is, how does that look for someone to represent their company as a third party with being a copywriter and creating engaging content for them? Yep. A lot of people are worried that because someone doesn't know their industry that they can't write for their industry and that's definitely false. 
a lot of really good copywriters will be able to actually um, write for any industry. You know, they, they might ask you for bullet point um, information. Mm-hmm. They might actually just record some stuff you're saying, you know, a phone call or something like that. And they're able to then go and actually write a really high quality piece of content for your business. Um, there's a number of things to get, I guess, right with blogs. Um, you know, that being the length of the blog needs to actually be what would keep Google happy. So even if you're writing your blogs for social media, you still want to have them Google friendly because you'd be silly not to capitalize on the fact that search engines are scanning your website and ranking your, your, your blog. Um, we're very fortunate that a number of our clients get what they call featured snippets and that's where Google will actually put a, a little rectangular box around the blog post and that really shows that 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 business is a, an actual expert in their industry. Because yeah, typically you'll scan that snippet and go, I want to know more about what I yep. just read. You'll click on the link. It's going to take you to that page, that blog on that business's website. Yep. And it, you know, where, again, whether you're aware of it or not, if you see that snippet, that's the first thing you're going to read on your search results. Yep. I think, yeah. I mean, if you can get your blogs written well so that people actually want to read them, you're not, you're not writing them just because they have to be written. That's number one thing. Make them genuine. Google is that smart now. It just... You know, it prefers genuine articles. It's not all about trying to trick Google. Yeah, I mean, there was the whole, you know, the SEO craze. Black hat SEO. Yeah, yep. trying to backdoor it and trick yep. it to rank. That That is not a thing. Gone for many years now. Yeah. Um, People but, still try and sell it to me, though, from overseas in my inbox. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Very yeah. bizarre. Yep. And that's why, <laughs> you know, Modern Visual doesn't offer that service because we would just be in the same basket as everyone else trying to sell SEO. Yeah. Yep. Um, definitely not something we would, you know, maybe we'll do a pod another day about having a point of difference. That's something to talk about as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, with, with this topic is you can see real quick, it's so easy to to move away from the blog themselves and and the potential it has to your website, to your Google ranking, and, and to your online presence as a whole. It is a massive component. Yep, hundred percent. And I mean, yeah. Another thing with your blogs, with the formatting as well. Like you want to make sure that you've got your title tags done properly. You want to that's also known as a heading tag. Yeah. That's what Google's going to read as what is the topic of this blog. Yeah. Um, you want to get the, the hierarchy right in your blogs as well. So like I said, you would have different stages of that buyer journey. You have awareness, consideration and decision. You want to make sure that your blogs cover all three topics. You don't want or all three sort of um, parts of the funnel. You don't want to be just writing everything about what you do. You want to be writing awareness pieces and consideration pieces. To be clear, these are separate pieces of content. Yep. Do you want to go as far as talking about cluster pages and how they can all link back together i don't think it's worth talking about that today i think that's something that people can probably read about um it might confuse some people we're trying to keep it i guess simple at this stage yeah yeah and another thing worth noting as well the actual format of your blog page has to be absolutely perfect as well and what i mean by that is a lot of people will have their website built and they'll just roll with the default actual layout on the blog page you want to make sure that you've got a really cool right sidebar if on a desktop you want to make sure again you've got that opt-in at the bottom for people to actually download something of value you also want to make sure that the writing is easy to read the font is really legible it's it's nice on the eyes um and you also want to make sure you use imagery throughout your blog as well. A lot of people just have a default cover photo, but then they don't put imagery throughout the blog as well. You want to keep it engaging as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, again, in this 20, 30-minute podcast here, it's not the easiest for us to give you guys concrete advice or step-by-steps. But the next step for, for yourself, if you're watching this as a business owner and you're thinking that this could be something that will benefit you, you know, other than the obvious about contacting on visual to see you know see what they can do it's the case of you can literally just pump in uh, to google and, and you'll see this real quick as you know the 10 10 best uh, converting blog articles anything like that it's going to come up with examples from a bunch of different providers a bunch of different websites 
and you'll get to see a visual real quick of, of not just what we're talking about as far as opt-ins and the sales funnel that you're going to get into, but also the fact that they'll give you great visuals and demonstrations on how to write good copy, you know, how to, like Luke said, yeah, the visual, the imagery, the sidebar, everything in between. Yep. And yeah, I mean, end of the day, your blogs want to, you want them to be working for you. Mm. Don't, you know, that's an investment for you is to do your blogs. You don't want them to sit there. That's a big thing to, to hit home too. You know, if you, if you go to say an agency or, or whether you invest in a package yourself or you outsource it to a third party, that's an asset you're buying. They're just going to yep. sit there. At, well, they're, they're not just going to sit there. If you don't do anything with them, they'll sit there. But yeah. they're going to mature and tick over. 100%. And it's only going to appreciate. You know, it, it is oh. an asset. It's not something that's going to depreciate for your business. That's right. The more blogs you do over time, the more they're going to just sit there, like you've said, Joe, mm. and they're going to rank on Google and they're going to be generating leads for you for years to come. And that's where, again, you want to make sure you do them right from the start, have the the path there for people to actually do something from your blogs. Um, and again, that doesn't mean contact or call you straight away because not many people want to do that when they're researching. Um, that's where obviously just providing those free articles, getting people's details and chipping away as you go is the key to actually generating the leads. There's companies out there that are generating thousands of leads a month just from their blogs, just because they've been writing them for the last three or four years and they've matured and they're consistent and they're actually done properly. There's no reason as a small business even or a medium business, you can't have uh, 50 to 100 leads coming through your business every month just from spending six to 12 months of blogging and doing it correctly. It's true. And I think to hit that home, if, if you know, you guys watching, like I said, punch anything into Google that you have a, a, a question you need to answer for, that snippet and that blog piece that comes up at the bottom of it, in the, in the bottom of the rectangle, you're going to see a date. Yep. It's going to say September 2016. Yep. Or it's going to say, you know, August 2015. You'll notice that a lot of those snippets, they're not from blog pieces that were written this year or last year. Occasionally yep. they are, but for the majority of content, I'd say it's like 2015 yep. forward. Uh, but they've matured for at least three to four years. Uh, that's like we always say to our clients that are going for that type of strategy with us. Um what you're investing in now is a long-term investment. You're not going to get the results in a month from now, sometimes not even six months from now. But once these investments are in place and they start to tick away, um, 12 months later, even 18 months later, you're just going to have the floodgates open. And we see it time and time again where a client might be a little bit skeptical skeptical because it's a newer, different approach to marketing your business. Um, and when I say newer, I mean actually attaching the funnels to your blogs. Yep, yep. Everyone's been blogging for a while. Um, but if you have all this in place, you have this awesome asset that you own forever yep. that generates leads. So you might pay X amount up front, but over the next five years, the return on investment is a thousand, thousand, thousand percent compared to, you know, relying on something like Facebook ads or um, Google ads or just, you know, traditional SEO as an example as well. It really is. And I'll use this as an example just to help people understand. My coaching business, um, front page of YouTube, if you type in the field of coaching that I'm in, yep. and same on Google. That, that is from a website that was built in 2012 Yep, and forward with blog content and YouTube video series that I put out in 2015. There you go. You know, so that's the maturity levels. Just, yep. just to give some application on, on, on how long it, it takes to mature. Um, and like you said, I know that customers, when they come in, they are a little apprehensive that they want results. Like, oh, I put this blog package out three months ago and, I, yep. you know, I don't have enough leads yet. Yeah. But Google doesn't work that way. That's right. And we always inform people, you know, this is a long-term strategy or this is a short-term strategy. We obviously at Visual don't handle any short-term strategy anymore. That's something we, you know, refer off to another great partner of ours that we work with quite closely. 
Um, we're here for the long-term strategy, the stuff that we would call evergreen, the stuff that you will get much higher return on investment on um, if done properly. And again, there's a lot of scepticism from people on this strategy, but trust me, you do it properly, you get the experts to show you the way, you're going to find that you're going to get really, really good return on any effort you put into your blogs and your website. Yeah, so I think to summarise, guys, it would be on my end, yes, this is something you can do on your own, whether you consult, uh, you know, with online coaching, you consult an agency, whatever it is, they can give you the tools you need to do it um, by yourself. It certainly can be done. Uh, engaging a third party to do it on your behalf is also a great way to do it. It's an investment. It's an asset at the end of the day. Um, and we can't even come close to covering all the ins and outs of what blog content can do in this 20, uh, 30 minute piece of uh, a podcast here. So I guess I actually really like this. I think we could talk a lot more about it and go into a lot more detail. So maybe it's something we revisit. Hey, Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if anyone had any questions, just send me an email. It's luke at modernvisual.com.au. More than happy to help people out. Um, and we're really keen to learn what people want out of the podcast. Like we're looking probably to do some giveaways soon, Joe. Yeah, for sure. That's something I think that we're going to look to explore more. And we've been, obviously it's busy here as always for both of us. And uh, we're looking to always say it but at the moment we're doing about one podcast a month sometimes we do more but uh we'll be hitting more of a routine with this and getting you guys more actively involved so Definitely. luke's gone on a little bit of a hiring spree here lately so <laughs> there's a lot more uh, people involved to um to help us take this to the next level also definitely and i'm pretty keen to get some guests on the show too mm. um you know i've been very fortunate to build a great network over the last couple of years and i feel like there's some absolute golden nuggets out there of people that i could bring on the pod yep. um that would be able to provide a lot of value so yeah guys if you've listened this far obviously you're a regular listener so Throw us some comments on, on socials, hit up Luke, whatever it is. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you want to hear more of. At the end of the day, this is us trying to help you grow your business. So If, if we're too boring, let us know. It's, it's possible. Could be. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon with uh, another episode of the Modern Visual Podcast. The Thanks, MVP. Joe. Thanks, Luke. Bananas. 20, 20.